90.7 KPFK, Los Angeles. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military, with Carrie Harrison. But first, your Rethinking Heroes Flash Briefing. Carrie Harrison with you with your Rethinking Heroes Flash Briefing, an update on national defense news and stories affecting service members and veterans. Let's start with Karan Lenoir in Charlottesville, Virginia. Thanks, Carrie. This is Karan Lenoir reporting for Rethinking Heroes from Charlottesville, Virginia and Military Veterans in Journalism. Oprah Winfrey returns to film by starring in Tyler Perry's 6888 for Netflix, joining Carrie Washington, Sam Waterston, and Susan Sarandon. Washington serves as executive producer of the film about the true story of the only all-Black, all-female World War II battalion that proved key to the American war effort. The 6888 recalls 855 women who joined the war and were tasked to sort through and fix a three-year backlog of undelivered mail. The task was done as the women faced discrimination in a war-torn country. They sorted over 17 million pieces of mail, reconnecting American soldiers with their families and loved ones back home. The story of the 6888 Postal Directory Battalion until now was kept out of history books but was restored when President Joe Biden signed a bill for the women who received the Congressional Gold Medal, Congress's highest honor. For Rethinking Heroes, I'm Karan Lenoir. Rethinking Heroes. Reporting for Rethinking Heroes from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Davis Winky of Military Times and Military Veterans in Journalism. In recent weeks, the military has been slowly implementing a new paid parental leave policy that allows even non-birth parents to take 12 weeks off with their children. The policy even applies for troops who gain kids through adoptions, surrogates, or long-term foster care and guardianship arrangements. The Army was last to announce its rules, though, thanks to one small wrinkle that sets it apart from the Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force's respective versions. Lower-level commanders can approve requests, but they can't deny them. If a commander wants to deny the new parental leave, that decision has to be approved by a general, making it a near guarantee that soldiers in the Army will enjoy this benefit. Officials hope that the new policy can help troops connect with their families and enjoy a greater quality of life. They're also optimistic that expanding and publicizing benefits like parental leave can help bolster low recruiting numbers. That's the bigger picture here. Despite offering major bonuses and new contract options, The military, especially the Army, is struggling to recruit. And as more private employers offer programs like tuition assistance, the Pentagon is looking for new ways to shore up its own suite of benefits, which have long been a major selling point. And on the topic of benefits, the part-time soldiers of the National Guard could see a major increase to their total compensation in one state. Maryland, whose governor, Democrat Wes Moore, is an Army veteran, is considering making health insurance free for the members of the Maryland National Guard. The move could could spark a wave of similar measures. A bill proposed last week, sponsored by more than half the state's House of Delegates, would reimburse monthly health and dental insurance premiums for Maryland Guard service members and their families. The price tag? $5 million per year, state officials say. That could make it the first state to embrace free health care for National Guard members who often hold full-time civilian jobs in addition to their part-time service. 
Sometimes they struggle to maintain this balance, with National Guard members being much more likely to experience food insecurity than their active duty peers. For individual members, the savings could be up to nearly $4,000 per year. Why does it matter? Congress has been trying and failing to implement a similar program nationwide for years now. If Maryland's model works, other states tired of waiting may follow suit with copycat bills. Senior National Guard officials have repeatedly pushed for free health care as well. They argue that keeping troops healthy outside of their deployments is important for keeping them ready to respond to crises at home and abroad. They also say Guard members deserve the benefits bump after the COVID-19 pandemic kicked off an ever-busy era of domestic missions. And again, part of the motivation comes down to recruiting new troops and keeping existing ones from leaving. The National Guard hasn't been immune to the recruiting woes that have dominated recent headlines. They're also struggling to keep folks in, too. For Rethinking Heroes in Military Times, I'm Davis Winky. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military. I've spent a decade taking a bite out of conspiracy theories, unraveling urban legends, and grappling with worldwide top-secret issues. I've even racked up some of their awards. Wow, I mean, first of all, what a question. Journalism is about telling the truth, all while ferreting out the bottom line. I'm a Harrison Hellraiser. Uh-oh, with me, Carrie Harrison, as your guide. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military, with Perry Harrison. And that is the goal of this show, is to bring forth those solutions and also give a hand to those who are in the service who may not otherwise have an open door to them. Hence our wonderful newscast at the top of the hour. And I do want to thank all of our cool military vets who got a chance to do what they did in the service, but do for us here on KPFK. This is a pledge drive, so during the breaks, I'm going to be reminding you who loves you? Uh, but right now, I want to jump into some of our cool guests. We have an Army PSYOPs guy with a lot of background on who and why is James Bond what he is and how many of the real ones do we have in our world. Then we're going to be talking to the CEO of a piece of software that is going to be offering great solutions to those of us uh, suffering, those of us who are uh, living life after the military. Then we're going to go to David Carrion, MD, a board-certified Stanford-trained psychiatrist specializing in treating cases thought by others to be hopeless. The code for that is, yeah, we're talking cure, at least with a lowercase c. We're going to learn what that is more. If you thought depression was going to wipe you out and own you for the rest of your life, it may not, in fact, be the case. And then finally, we're going to talk to Russell Midori, a uh, American photojournalist born in Brooklyn, founder of Military Veterans and Journalism, and find out how why only 2% of all journalists are from the military when they have probably the best training for journalism. They show up on time. They get their deadlines in on time. They do the stuff the rest of us, like me, uh, you know, with our feet up going, oh, yeah, no, I'll get it done. No, they're like on the money. And we're going to talk about how that organization works. But first... Let's welcome our uh, Army PSYOPs guy, a man who has seen it, done it, and I am reliably informed by him that there's so much we cannot 
talk about because of its classified nature. But I think we could do some broad sweeps here and bring you up to speed. His name is John Kerbo, Army PSYOP, that's Psychological Operations. He's a vet with time in Iraq via the Army, Afghanistan via the DOD directly, with an emphasis and understanding on the nuances of culture, people, human behavior. Speaks a variety of foreign languages, including Arabic. I mean, who doesn't? Spanish, German. I actually do speak German. It's useless in L.A., but it's kind of fun when ordering a piece of bread on Oktoberfest. He speaks Russian and focuses on combating extremism and disinformation, drawing lessons from the war zone. What's not to love about that? And hello, John Kerbo. Welcome to Rethinking Heroes. Hi, Kerry. Good to be here. I really appreciate this. Glad to have you on board today. And PSYOPs is a term we all know from watching Jack Ryan or, well, anything on TV. Many or- stare at goats. Yes. So tell us about PSYOPs. What is PSYOPs? Yeah, so it's very widely misunderstood, but in simple terms, it's understanding a particular audience and having the tools to try to persuade them toward a particular behavior, to do something or not do something. It could be everything from voting during the Iraqi elections or resisting militia recruitment over in Afghanistan or Iraq, or it could be uh, something short-term like cease resistance or stop fighting or something like that, or it could be more advanced, like driving a wedge between various tribal factions within an insurgency or trying to get to a key leader, for better or worse, trying to make friends or drive an enemy against another enemy. So it's a whole spectrum of things, but it basically has the same tools we use to sell cigarettes to people through Edward Bernays' propaganda and Madison Avenue, the show Mad Men was basically about that. It was developed after the War Department in World War II cultivated a more nuanced scientific understanding of human behavior and marketing and advertising took it to the next level. So did people like Joseph Goebbels, and so did the United States military. We're all using the same toolkit. So it's sort of like the And, and by the Star way, Wars. John Kerbo, yeah. uh, Joseph Goebbels was met by the same Edward Albernays, who, who got women to smoke pretty much overnight, making the tobacco companies extremely happy. Right. He, an American, wrote a book called Propaganda, which mm-hmm. is the source of this. And then even gave that to the Germans. That's why military history is so interesting for us to be able to figure out how we arrived where we are today. Uh, you are then involved in the propaganda arm of the government, of the military anyway, then, if we want to call it that. Maybe we don't right. want to. Maybe I want to call it that. Well, maybe you sure. don't want to call it that. I, I like to use the Hogwarts analogy. It's like like magic in Hogwarts is not good or bad. Uh, it's, it's used by people for different ends. The Force in the Star Wars is not good or bad. You have Siths and you have Jedi. Unfortunately, there's way too many Siths, whether it's a troll from their mom's basement trying to radicalize people online through extremists in cell communities or Boogaloo or what have you. And there's extremism across the political spectrum, to be clear. Or it could be the uh, propaganda coming out of the Kremlin, and they've been doing this for 100 years since Lenin. They're the best at it in the world in some ways. Um, so it's about how you use an understanding of human behavior. And propaganda just means you're propagating a message. But a clear distinction is, by the as per the Constitution, as it should be, we don't psyop or target American people or NATO audiences. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it does or doesn't ever happen. I'm saying Army military psyop. We do not are not allowed to target the American people or NATO audiences, and it should be that way. Whereas in Russia, they go to town. They, I mean, basically, if you look at PSYOP training is like the Hogwarts School of Magic. We learn to understand human behavior, the tools to select an audience, analyze them, use the right means of dissemination through the media, and nudge them. That's, those are the tools we learn, but those same tools can be used to understand how Americans are radicalized right here on our home front, how so many people are influenced why January 6th happened, why so many people believe false conspiracies, and how the brain is amenable to these beliefs, and how the brain is an easy target. You could have Air 15s stacked up in your man cave in a bunker 
uh, from here to all the way across the, you know, you, you could have all the military style body armor and guns in the world, but if your brain is an easy target, you're a target. And that's what we want to do is educate Americans. We're talking right now to John Kerbo here on Rethinking Heroes. You can learn more about him and everything we do here on the show, Rethinking Heroes, by going to RethinkingHeroes.com, where at the end of every month, this program will relieve $1 million in medical debt for regular people across the United States in the name of military veterans. It's never been done because veterans have never been, been given a chance to show up and show they're still in the fight. Well, many are suffering. Many are finding ways to channel that to help other people, regular people, civilians, the people for whom they are giving their lives is the civilian population, which might be you, the listener, as well as you also a veteran yourself. We're talking to John Kerbo, Army PSYOP vet. So he's explaining to us what PSYOPs or psychological operations are and why they're effective and necessary in the military. And John, can you share without truly violating a classified situation i'm sure all of yours are in one way or the other but can you share a story where one of these psyop operations you were in was successful sure well a more famous one and i wasn't there this is before my time but the um uh, i believe it was army rangers when they were taking the uh runway to uh go after manuel noriega they played welcome to the jungle by guns and roses uh, over the loudspeaker um, is a kind of demoralization tactic. Of course, hearing that music wouldn't demoralize me by any means, but the point is a common example is using trying to get people to stop fighting before shots are even fired. So if you're outside a village, you have troops or you have military operations ready to clear buildings or take the village, you can have a loudspeaker, you can understand the audience, you can give them a reason to stop fighting before fighting is even necessary. Um, a, an example that comes to mind that might be that hits home for me. And this was actually when I was not with SIAP, I was with the human train system in Afghanistan, but it was the same idea. We had rock throwing in the village uh, from kids and people in the village toward the soldiers. And it was getting so bad that we, they thought the infantry was going to come and start clearing houses. So they talked to us and said, Hey, can your human train team go sit down with the tribal elders, sit down with the people in the village, work with the culture, the kind of have a small version of a jerga and talk to the, the, the leaders in that village and understand the source of the conflict and how to diffuse it in a way that culturally resonates with the people on the ground in this part of Afghanistan. This is in Nangarhar province, uh, near the northern uh, eastern part. And so we actually, I was dressed in the local attire. We had security and everything like that. And we sat down. And in a sense, the whole idea is not just to dress up and go full Kevin Costner. The idea is, you know, sometimes you're wearing your military or your civilian attire, sometimes the Afghan attire. The idea is what is going to effectively persuade them toward a behavior change that will make everybody safer. And I've been trying to promote the same idea when it comes to policing within American communities. Anything that makes everybody safer through an understanding of what's going on on the ground and the people within a community or a neighborhood, everybody wins. Amen to that. And that's, I think, another topic for another show at another time is taking uh, military guys and throwing them into the police force without fully explaining this is not the same thing. This is Timmy stealing a candy bar and the reaction has to be different. And it's nobody's fault if they're not retrained. And I think that's part of our responsibility. I want to thank you so much, John Kerbo, Army PSYOP vet with time in Iraq, via the Army in Afghanistan, via the DOD, emphasis on understanding nuances of culture and people over the years, focused on how veterans with special operations and civil affairs backgrounds can find meaningful pathways to continue to serve here at home adapting their skills to address some of our most pressing social issues, including how we respond to hate, radicalization, echo chambers, 
and propaganda. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. Life after the military. RethinkingHeroes.com Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. You're in charge with the tax admiral. Call me now for your free emergency consultation. Call 877-252-5765. That's 877-252-5765. Hey, travelers. Everybody wants cheap airfares, but where can you find them? You call SmartFares. Our prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low, they're not published anywhere. SmartFares specializes in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rentals, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, SmartFares can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call us right now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these low rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the lowest rates available. So don't wait. Call SmartFares right now for the best price guaranteed. Save up to 50% off business and first class. We've got great last-minute travel deals, too. Call 855-895-2834. That's 855-895-2834. 855-895-2834. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out, while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay for college, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. A cash-out refinance is the perfect solution to get the cash you need. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or even $100,000, now's the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to sell your home or use your savings. Call New American Funding now and speak to a cash-out refi specialist and see how much cash-out you can get. Call New American Funding at 855-221-8524. That's 855-221-8524. Call 855-221-8524. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military, with Carrie Harrison. I want to introduce to you another hero that we're rethinking. His name is Rick Johnson. He is the CEO of VOI. Rick identifies and connects with organizations that are working to provide mental health care services to patients, to employees, to veterans, and service members, active ones. As a U.S. Marine Corps leader for 30 years, Well, let me tell you, he has seen some serious battle. He has seen firsthand the devastating impact untreated mental health issues has on individuals and their loved ones. I think we can all relate to that just after having been through the pandemic. We all can relate to what they go through. Now multiply it by a thousand because they've actually been involved, seen it and done it. 
Rick is confident that with sufficient focus, detection, and effective treatment on mental health issues, they could be dramatically improved. I want to welcome you, Rick Johnson. Welcome you very much to Rethinking Heroes, and glad you're here today. Hi, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Hey, if you wouldn't mind kicking on your camera, I'd be very grateful since we do video stream this show, and you'll be able to see a copy of it, of course, on RethinkingHeroes.com, as well as Substack and every other platform that you enjoy. Rick, glad to have you. Where are you uh, located today? Well, as you can tell from my flannel shirt, I live in New Hampshire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Living free, but not dying. Correct. Yeah, I live in Hanover, New Hampshire, and our company, Voy, is actually located in Springfield, Vermont, right across the river. So let's just jump into it. You are saying that you have a software or a system that detects and effectively treats mental health issues, which can be dramatically improved. If that doesn't get every human dog tail wagging in the room, I don't know what does. Correct. Yeah. So what we have done is we've taken a look at the problem of suicide and actually broken it down into two separate areas. How do you effectively identify those people at risk of suicide? And then once you've identified them, how do you provide continuous monitoring and support to keep them safe? So our detection tool is called Void Detect and our uh, support tool is called Void Reach. So how does this work for the average layman? Uh, We're not all coders and gamers. We don't sit in our mom's basement. I would love to. It feels safe and warm down there. But I don't get to do that, and I don't get to live in the world of understanding this technology. So run this through me so I get it. Yeah, so Void Detect is an algorithm. It replicates the expert judgment of a psychiatrist. It takes uh, about two minutes to complete. It's an 11-item assessment. The patient... Uh, or the military personnel or a prisoner can actually complete the assessment using an iPad or smartphone. Um, Once the assessment is complete, the algorithm scores them on a low, medium, or high risk. So uh, it'll tell you what your risk is in the next 72 hours. And then once you've determined the risk, then whatever the protocol is for that risk level, that's then implemented. Um, we are currently being used in prison systems. Uh, the military has used our tools. We're getting ready to uh, join uh, an addiction recovery center. And um, we're also uh, getting ready to kick off a large contract with the National Guard. On the support side, Voy Reach, basically the individual downloads our app onto their smartphone. They're connected with a live coach. That coach will then ask them who in their life is going to keep them safe and get them healthy. The person will identify three to five individuals. Uh, Those people are asked to join. Once the whole team is on the app, the coach can work with the whole team to provide guidance. So most loved ones want to help someone with a mental health issue. They just don't know what to say or what to do. So they typically don't say anything or don't do anything, which just exacerbates the feeling of isolation. So the coach can say, here's three things you can say to your loved one suffering from severe depression or substance use. Here's three things you shouldn't say. And then Voyreach also allows the coach to do remote assessments, can provide uh, educational modules to the whole team on whatever the issue they're dealing with. And then our AI engine is constantly scanning for changes in risk. So the coach is notified if a risk category has changed so they can reach out immediately, talk to the patient, find out what's going on. If the patient's not engaging, they can talk to the support network to find out what's going on. And then in a worst case scenario, can direct them to the hospital 
And if no one's responding, can actually use the GPS data from the phone to call a, a local 911 to do an active rescue. This is outstanding. And uh, one of the things I love about military technology is when it becomes remainder military technology and then available to the general public. So everyone listening can know that this kind of thing is going to be available sometime soon for them, if not already in some instances. AI has become very popular in just the last week. Now, let's face it. It's not that we all didn't know about it, but we didn't have a chat GPT from Alphabet. Uh, we didn't have or we didn't have Elon Musk's fingers in the pie. We didn't have Google jumping in all at the same time. And of course, everyone is terrified and remembering original Star Trek episodes, Captain Dunsell and the great takeover of AI. But AI is only basically response to the guy who wrote the program. And your program is to help people. And so it learns. It learns what, oh, this is what clinical depression looks like versus maybe situational depression. So it can then even have a more expansive understanding and capability in solving these solutions. And you know, you've got the military involved, Rick Johnson now, saying this actually works, and so we're committing to it. This is a giant tsunami in the wave of cure, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we're very excited. Our goal has always been to get our tools into as many hands as possible. We had a very successful uh, pilot with the U.S. Uh, Air Force uh, actually during covid and because of that success, we are now getting ready to be used in uh, several National Guard uh, units in three states. Um, and as, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, AI, you always hear the dystopian uh, effects of it. But, you know, we're using AI for a positive uh, impact. And I, I didn't mention in our void detect uh, solution, the identification, if we're actually connected to a, uh, a database such as a health record, de-identified data can be actually fed back into our algorithm and over time it will learn and eventually be able to outpredict a psychiatrist with regards to imminent suicide risk. Wow, this is amazing. I do want to thank you for coming on today. We can learn more about you, not only at your website, but at rethinkingheroes.com. But go ahead and give your website for people a little itchier than to, to do what I say. Sure. So uh, people can look at our solutions and ask, uh, you know, for uh, any information. Our website is www.voi.health, H-E-A-L-T-H. All right. I do thank you, Rick Johnson. Rick Johnson is CEO of VOI or VOI. He identifies and connects with organizations working to provide mental health care services to patients, employees, veterans, and service members. Who is he? Well, he recently served as a Vermont Assistant Attorney General, taught strategy and planning at the U.S. Naval War College, worked as Associate Director of the Dartmouth Institute, which is a health policy think tank, and created and helped lead Dartmouth-Hitchcock Health Systems Innovation Center. Holds a JD from Vermont Law School, a MALD, or a MALD in International Relations from Tufts, uh, an MA in strategy from the U.S. Naval War College and a BS in oceanography from the U.S. Naval Academy. So, uh, well, Rick, I'm glad we did not talk to a layabout today, and I do look <laughs> forward to having you back on down the road. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, everyone. All right, my friend, this is Rethinking Heroes. More in a sec. Hi, my name is Dr. David Carrion. I'm the co-founder of Vacation Mental Health. Our mission is to help people with depression flourish mind, body, and soul. I trained at Stanford 
for medical school and residency and received an excellent training there, but saw so many people with depression just continuing to suffer year after year, even though they were getting the best of conventional psychiatry. And then I also found out about all sorts of new approaches, uh, particularly TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is able to get so many more people better at a faster rate and, and stay there. And then even more recently, accelerated TMS, which is able to do all of that in five days sometimes. And I realized this is so much better than everything else that I've been doing in psychiatry. And so I decided to uh, start Acacia and try to provide these treatments to people in a way that's compassionate, that's focused on their needs, that helps them not just get better at a, at a higher rate, um, but stay better. And that's our hope at Acacia, is that you would be able to, if you're depressed, come here, receive compassionate care, get better quickly, and stay better. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison, Life After the Military. RethinkingHeroes.com If you're on Medicare, we have great news. Medicare has recently authorized new benefits for those of you with diabetes. Those new benefits may include a new continuous glucose monitor. Qualification to get your new meter is simple. You must test your blood sugar four more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day. And remember, U.S. Med is a Medicare-approved provider of mail-order diabetic testing supplies. Plus, delivery to your home is always free. If you have diabetes, learn how a new Medicare-covered CGM system can help you manage your diabetes better. For your free Medicare benefits check, call the number on your screen right now. If you qualify, we can ship for free a new Medicare-covered CGM diabetes monitoring system right to your home. And it may be available at little or no cost to you. Use the power of Medicare and U.S. Med to help you manage your diabetes. Imagine, this is your money, and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money, and they can take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter right over here that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash, and we're going to take it from you right now. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And hey, we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and we'll fight really hard to save your money. So, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time right now can save you thousands of dollars. And the best part, it's a free call. So please call right now. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military with Kerry Harrison. And it is, what time is it? It is 33 minutes past the hour. Carrie Harrison with you. This is Rethinking Heroes. You can always learn more at RethinkingHeroes.com. Very simple place. It'll have all the information you need to know about the interesting people that we're interviewing and the cures and the fixes and the solutions and the bravery and how they put their neck out on behalf of the other humans on Earth. A lot of people don't. They might just sell widgets or you know, feel good things. These people are really doing 
the heavy lifting, and that's why they deserve to have their voices heard, particularly when it comes to veterans or the service community. How many tens of millions of people were in the service, and you don't even know about it? Sure, if they're over a certain age, they were drafted, so you know they were in it. Then there's other people who just went and volunteered. You know, going back since the dawn of this country, my found my family, the founding fathers, came over the Mayflower with my ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence. And while I was not personally ever drafted, you know, I've been interstitially involved. All my friends are very cool military people. So I have a real passion to help pay back the people who have paid so much, so dearly, uh, that I could be on the radio today with freedom of speech. Let me introduce to you a cool cat. This guy is a superhero. His name is David Carry on. He's a doctor, board certified, Stanford trained psychiatrist specializing in treating cases thought by others to be simply and purely hopeless. He was on the pioneering research team that developed SAINT or SNT, a revolutionary treatment for depression that resulted in up to a 90% remission. 90%! I say that because if you're depressed, a 90% remission, unheard of. 90% remission rates after a, ready for this one? one-week treatment. He co-founded and leads Acacia Mental Health, the largest clinic in the country offering these new types of treatments. He trained at Stanford for both medical school and residency, also on the faculty of Stanford, working in the emergency room with those in suicidal crisis. His published research has included developing new ways to measure willpower and spirituality, explorations in philosophy of mind and contrarian findings in basic neuroscience. And boy, do we know that neuroscience is real. His more recent emphasis has been on applied neuromodulation. What does that mean? Well, let's find out right now. Let's say hello to David Carrion and welcome so much to Rethinking Heroes. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is uh, it's just such an exciting time to um, be doing this work in such an important moment. Well, 90% remission rates, I mean, I, I'm horripilating in anticipatory delight. I'm vibrating out of my brain because the closest thing I've ever known to that, David Carrion, is taking 40 Lexapro and hiding in a closet. We're not talking about that, are we? No, no. It's, it's, it, this, is, this is a true breakthrough in treatment of depression and a lot of other things, too, um, by bringing together the best of the last decades of neuroscience, uh, both from a, um, a how, to, how to image, how to take the pictures, how to personalize it, as well as um, how to optimize the parameters. You bring that together and you're able to get results that nobody's ever seen before. Um, so the, the results published in that first paper by uh, Nolan Williams at Stanford were that 90% number are just absurd. Nobody's ever seen anything like that. Um, the best results in treating treatment-resistant depression ever to my knowledge. Um, and that's, that's continuing to be real, um, that most people getting better, most people um, getting better and having a, a, a breakthrough in depression that um, even five, six, seven, eight, ten medications haven't worked on. So it, it's, a, it's a really exciting time. Maybe you could walk us through, because a lot of us are knuckle-walking, hispidulous, you know, like me just uh, Neanderthal neophytes. And while all this sounds delightfully sexy, and it really does, help me understand. So what is, I come in, you're in, uh, here in California. 
uh, coming to your clinic, or I could come from Iowa or Maine, it doesn't really matter, Switzerland, why not? Uh, I come into your clinic, how does this work in a nutshell? So in a nutshell, uh, as you said, you can come from anywhere. Uh, unlike a lot of uh, other types of treatments, you really can fly in. So we've got a lot of our patients coming from all over the place. Um, it's a five-day treatment. So you come into the office. Uh, by the time you've come into our office, we've already taken a picture of your brain, um, an fMRI. Um, well, so in the office, I hope. Because <laughs> yeah. we're paranoid. <laughs> so you, uh, you've already uh, have, that, uh, have that brain picture at an um, imaging center. We've processed it. We've uh, picked out the best personalized targets for you. Um, and, that's, um, and then we, uh, we place a magnet um, over the spot that's going to give you the best results. And so um, we do that using some, uh, some fancy camera equipment, matches your MRI to uh, the real live um, room, and then we're able to deliver that, that stimulation. Feels like somebody's knocking or tapping on your head. It's unpleasant, but not usually too painful. Um, you do that for 10 minutes every hour for, for 10 hours a day for five days, and you've gotten a um, huge push in the direction against depression. Um, but so too, um, anxiety and uh, you know depression is a, a broad, difficult to define thing. So we've seen improvements um, in a variety of spectrum, um, a variety of symptoms from, uh, from anxiety to sort of trauma responses to a um, number of other things too. But, but five days and things get better usually day by day. That's incredible. We're talking right now to Dr. David Carrion, board-certified Stanford-trained psychiatrist specializing in treating cases thought by others to be hopeless. He's with uh, Acacia, which is here in California, and they do exactly this. And within a week, you become essentially a changed person. Uh, before, we all had to drop a bunch of pills, hope for the best. Wait a month, by the way, for them to kick in. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. And then they wear off between six and nine months, but you're not sure. And it's an endless cycle. And uh, I think the brain, and here I am as a, as, you know, I'm going to speculate, but the brain is kind of sort of like a bag of jelly with electric current going through it. And you get a little dis, dis, uh, uh, neurologic or, or neurochemical dysregulation, maybe let's call it that. Sometimes the, uh, the stuff that's going through it isn't right. And what you do is sort of motivate it into being optimized where it should have been all along. Yeah, and so the, um, the, the, the service that we offer, the, the treatment we call HOPE TMS, um, which stands for Holistic, Optimized, Personalized, and Expedited. Um, and so we do really believe that um, these uh, non-biological treatments are an important aspect, that, um, that uh, psychotherapy and particularly team CBT is the type of um, therapy we practice. I'm trying to combine this with um, the best of traditional um, modes and unlocking people's ability to engage in therapy, um, sort of like doing uh, physical therapy doesn't work so well if you've got a broken bone, but once you fix the bone, you can actually do the physical therapy. Um, we optimize it based on the neuroscience parameters. We personalize it to the individual, and then we um, expedite it the five days, but then also try to get people in quickly. We don't want you to be on you know, a wait list for nine months before getting help. Um, and so this really does uh, open up a lot of uh, possibilities for people we could help. And I think that um, this is one of the things that's been satisfying also is to see, these, uh, see, see people not just who haven't had hope for a long time, but people who are in crisis, this also um, can, can help with. I 
am a particular fan also, uh, Dr. David Carrion, of the fact that you actually address spirituality and the other components of the human condition. If we pretended that didn't exist, for whatever people think of uh, Freud, which may not have been his thing, but then his uh, offshoot was, of course, involved with Bill W. of AA, and they realized that the spiritual condition was part of the problem for many, especially when it comes to condition. And so it looks like you're when you're holistic, you're not just going in and throwing band-aids on a wound. The wound may be invisible. And so you have to go find that as well. No, and I think that's um, one of the things that we've been we've been focused on trying to um, deliver these treatments to as many people as we, we can. But recognizing that once you've once you've treated somebody and you know maybe they've been depressed for for decades, um, being undepressed isn't the same thing as flourishing. And so, um, sort of our, our uh, another phase and focus that we are moving into is thinking, okay, what do, what do we do now? Um, now that you don't have any good habits, you don't have any solid relationships, you might not have a job that's satisfying or even a job at all because you've been so depressed. Like okay, the biological piece is fixed, uh, but we don't want you to fall back into it. Um, we want to get you to a place where you're flourishing. Um, and so that's been a, um, a, a personal interest of mine also. Um, before um, Acacia, we, I did research uh, showing that uh, with a group that showed that when you had um, high levels of daily spiritual experiences, you were able to almost completely mitigate the effect of stress. Something bad happens, but you're high in daily spiritual experiences. It doesn't make you more depressed, um, which is an astonishing ability to, to, to buffer the bad things. But even more astonishing, when stressful things happen and you're at a high level of daily spiritual experiences, it increases your uh, degree of, of um, flourishing, um, which is, again, uh, absolutely astonishing to your point that um, groups like AA and uh, others are able to integrate and almost transcend some of these um, th- these challenges. Um, but yeah, getting that right and figuring that out is uh, something that is um, on our uh, in our our future. I hope um, both as a clinic, but also as a uh, as a society. What I think is particularly cool as we uh, wrap up this conversation is there is a billion dollar industry in people selling how-tos, DVDs, and all of that. And what you do in one fell swoop, I was going to say swell foop, but I will do swell foop. In a week, in a week, you literally change somebody, and they can walk out of there a different human, and then you also give them the tools of how to stay a fixed person on all levels. And that's really new science because you're using new science and neuroplasticity. Nobody can argue with how real that is. Um, you know, you train that it's Pavlovian in many ways. I mean, just in the most basic sense. But you're also using brain scans. You're actually looking to locate and find the source of the issue and then fix it right then and there. So this is radical stuff in 2023, 2024. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go through and veterans and and service members that have chronic and seemingly irreversible PTSD, this might be the answer for them. And, and I think it's a, it's a great point that there's, um, and there are some, the, some of these, the 90% number is uh, astonishing. 
when you think about who's going to stay better, um, that's another challenge. There are some people where it is one and done, um, but for others, it is a um, it is the retreatments are sometimes necessary. Um, and this is kind of where this holistic piece comes in. Um, if we get people to a, a more broad degree of flourishing, then it's going to um, stick better. But then there's also other comorbidities that we might help with the depression, but still, there's PTSD. And so we're doing some, um, you know, we're, we're uh, there are other targets and other circuits that we've been uh, trying to locate that would respond to would help people with PTSD um, get better or people with um, anxiety or people with tinnitus. Um, so there's a lot of conditions that have some pretty good evidence with TMS that we're trying to um, use the same approach um, and help uh, help not just the one condition, but the variety of conditions that go along with it. And not just in the short term where we can make that that big push, but figure out ways to um, to keep it in remission um, and not just bring it into remission. So we're uh, we're I mean, it's it's early days, um, but this is the I think this is the beginning of a new era in psychiatry and uh, neurology. I have tinnitus ringing in the ears. Another conversation for another time. I'm sure a lot of other people do. They don't love it. So just the idea of that, whoo, boy, you got your ping in my radar, my friend. I am so glad that you at Acacia Mental Health are doing this right in uh, California and that you allow people from all over the world to come and experience this radical change where in one week's time, Everything can change. Everything you knew that you thought was hopeless can become hopeful. We've been talking to David Carrion, board-certified Stanford-trained psychiatrist specializing in treating cases thought by others to be hopeless, has a one-week treatment that results in about a 90% remission. You can learn more, all, a ton more about him, simply by going to RethinkingHeroes.com, RethinkingHeroes.com, and the goal and point of these programs is to bring you the stuff you would not ordinarily otherwise get to know about and the superstars that are putting their neck on the line to make this stuff possible to make the human race healthier and more whole and of course it starts with those of us who are in the worst amount of hurt to begin with i want to thank you so much david carrion dr david carrion for joining us today on rethinking heroes thank you very much for having me Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison, Life After the Military, RethinkingHeroes.com. Hi, my name is Dr. David Carrion. I'm the co-founder of Acacia Mental Health. Our mission is to help people with depression flourish mind, body, and soul. I trained at Stanford for medical school and residency and received an excellent training there, but saw so many people with depression just continuing to suffer year after year even though they were getting the best of conventional psychiatry. And then I also found out about all sorts of new approaches, uh, particularly TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is able to get so many more people better at a faster rate and, and stay there. And then even more recently, accelerated TMS, which is able to do all of that in five days sometimes. And I realized this is so much better than everything else that I've been doing in psychiatry. And so I decided to uh, start Acacia and try to provide these treatments to people in a way that's compassionate, that's focused on their needs, that helps them not just get better at a, at a higher rate, um, but stay better. And that's our hope at Acacia, is that you would be able to, if you're depressed, come here, receive compassionate care, get better quickly, and stay better. 
Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. You're in charge with the tax admiral. Call me now for your free emergency consultation. Call 877-252-5765. That's 877-252-5765. If you're on Medicare, we have great news. Medicare has recently authorized new benefits for those of you with diabetes. Those new benefits may include a new continuous glucose monitor. Qualification to get your new meter is simple. You must test your blood sugar four more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day. And remember, U.S. Med is a Medicare-approved provider of mail-order diabetic testing supplies. Plus, delivery to your home is always free. If you have diabetes, learn how a new Medicare-covered CGM system can help you manage your diabetes better. For your free Medicare benefits check, call the number on your screen right now. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military with Kerry Harrison. And it is, what time is it? I have 48 clocks up here. I do for every time zone. Let's say 52 minutes past the hour. This is Rethinking Heroes. You can learn more at RethinkingHeroes.com. You're also going to get to see an entire panoply, the pantheon of Parturian. I can't triply alliterate as much as I might wish to and try to right now. But let's just say all the cool cats that we've had on here today, you're going to learn everything you want about them and more by going to RethinkingHeroes.com. Let's go to our final hero of the day. This is Russell McDory. Military veterans in journalists, journalism, you will have heard at the top of the hour, we had some military veterans, and uh, we're tightening that up, but it was the first time off the high dive. But the idea here in Rethinking Heroes is to give veterans, no matter where they're from, Marines, Air Force, it doesn't matter, give them a chance, open that door, open that gate, and let them be the self-supporting people that they really want to be. Russell Midori is a Hispanic-American photojournalist born in Brooklyn, New York, founder of Military Veterans and Journalism, a nonprofit community of 700 members that advocate for diversifying newsrooms through veteran inclusion. Also a photographer and editor at WPIX and a lecturer on visual storytelling at City College of New York. Graduate student at John Jay College, set to receive a Master of Arts degree in criminal justice. This may a field of study he grew interested in through his work in journalism. He's produced multimedia documentaries in many parts of the world, written a resource guide for scholarship recipients from the Overseas Press Club Foundation, where he serves on the Board of Governors. And uh, if that isn't just a cool enough uh, CV, I don't know what is. I want to welcome you, Russell Midori, to Rethinking Heroes. Harry, it is such an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having military veterans and journalism start off the hour. And thanks for, uh, you know, giving voices, uh, to, allowing veterans to, to put their voice on your air. Let me also say that we stream as video. 
though on the radio side you cannot hear this right now, but if you go to RethinkingHeroes.com, by tomorrow you'll be able to see the video and you'll find strikingly attractive the guests. Uh, that's part of, of course, the invitation. I'm kidding. But they just happen to be today, so uh, we're going to go with that. So, Russell, you found a way, 700 members of military veterans in journalism. Uh, it sounds like newsrooms are not full of military veterans. I'm doing a, a syllogism there. It's true. I think that uh, in my career in news, I found oftentimes I, I, I've been the only uh, newsroom, you know, the only veteran in a newsroom. And when we started military veterans in journalism, we wanted to reverse that. And of course, we did it because we love veterans and we wanted to help them fully realize their freedom of speech and and to have uh, access to careers in the news media, not just careers as, as garbage men or, or cops or postal workers, although those are all great jobs, but to be able to actually contribute to the national dialogue. Of course, we started it to help veterans, but as we've grown, we've really seen that in a lot of cases, you could say journalism needs veterans more than veterans need journalism. When you see the, the rapid decline of trust in the news media and, uh, and the, the relative difference of, of how people continue to trust those who have stuck up their hand and, and uh, you know, agreed to defend democracy, uh, you can see that, that veterans bring enormous value to newsrooms because they've earned the trust of the American people. It's true. And, you know, I would think that out of 10 veterans and they were said, would you like to do a Kardashian story or something real like what's in the drinking water that might hurt you? You're not going to get the Kardashian stories, whereas the rest of us, us included in the mass media, I don't do Kardashians. I will never. I admit it. Never, never, never. But that's kind of the level they're at. And I'll just tell you quickly, Russell Maduro, and you may relate to this. I had lunch with the head of the West Coast Bureau of the Associated Press. The AP gave me an award when I was in Chicago for best commentary in the nation. So I shouldn't say anything bad about them, but we're journalists. So let's just tell it like it is, shall we? I had lunch with this guy and I said, you know, you haven't done a story in 10 years on DU. Now, everyone listening knows what DU is. Some people may not. Depleted uranium. This is the stuff that nuclear power plants, afterward, it's called depleted uranium. They got to get rid of it. They can't. So the stuff famously gets put in, you know, Sears Craftsman tin sheds on stilts outside the nuke plant. Or we want to bury it in Nevada. And people say, oh, no, not happening here. Not in my backyard, they not say. Not in my backyard or at Fukushima. We'll just put it in sheds. Oh, a Tsusami. Oh, there it is going into the water. Yeah, this is the reality of it. And so I asked him, so no stories on it, because our military had famously taken depleted uranium and was coating bombs in it for Gulf War I, because it's a very dense, heavy metal. It cuts through tanks like butter, uh, but it also, when it explodes, it aerosolizes, and you get millions of tiny radioactive gamma particles lodged in your lungs in the alveoli forever, and many of our servicemen were coming back sick. And it's been a problem. Originally, it was thought to be Gulf War syndrome. It's only but one of many. So I think it's a critically important story, critically important. And his response to why haven't you done a story on DU in 10 years is, as he picked up his fork and put another piece of lettuce in his mouth, the West Coast Bureau Chief of the AP, what's DU? Now, Russell Midori, this guy can summon all of Earth's information to his lunch table at any given time of day. How can you not know? But you know, Russell Midori, and your veterans know stuff. 
So this is like good for us. Well, I think that veterans uh, definitely have their their finger on the pulse of a lot of different, you know, important things around counterterrorism, and uh, and 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 they're certainly more aware of different threats to our national security. But I will say that, you know, I don't want to just stop there. I want to give veterans the the power to be able to report on all kinds of things, and that includes the Kardashians. Uh, I think that uh, I think it's I think it's important that we have more veterans uh, in newsrooms in general. Well, and that's the plot of the play. I know that there was a big push back in the late 90s for LGBT and everybody else, because how can you possibly have a spectrum of information transmitted if you actually delete a spectrum of information to be transmitted? So uh, the more the merrier, in as much as we all share the same cities, we breathe the same air, and we're, for better or for worse, sharing the same culture. So we need to know what's going on around us. And the best storytellers, I would ask you, Russell Maduri, as we finish this interview, are not uh, military journalists. I mean, they have discipline. They were taught discipline and duty and honor. So are their stories maybe more likely to have a little bit of fact checking and a little bit of truth in them? Well, I can tell you that, uh, you know, a, a lot of times if you go to a newsroom where there are a whole bunch of people who don't know the difference between a major and a sergeant major, then if something happens that they need to report on, they, they'll call up a, a base and not even fully be aware of who they're talking to. So, of course, there's an enormous amount of institutional knowledge that veterans bring to the table, uh, as well as all kinds of those intangibles that you mentioned, like discipline and comfort with uh, conflict and, and austere conditions. But really, we look at it kind of as a, as a diversity issue. Not only is it an enormous, diverse population of people who have served in the military, but also just it, they bring a diversity of thought. They have different backgrounds and experiences, and they're, they're certainly not a monolith. Uh, but but veterans bring that diversity of thought with them into newsrooms, and that strengthens news reporting. All right. Well, I do thank you. And we look forward to more of your good stuff at the top of the hour. And we'll probably do a bottom of the hour, a little news break as well. And I thank you for captaining a nonprofit with 700 as of this minute, probably 714 by the end of this broadcast, uh, veterans in military journalism or military veterans in journalism or whatever way I want to say it. I think we all get the plot of the play here. Russell Midori, Hispanic-American photojournalist, born in Brooklyn, founder of Military Veterans in Journalism, nonprofit community of 700-plus members advocating for diversifying newsrooms through the veteran inclusion. I do want to thank you for coming on today, my friend. Thank you, Carrie. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison, Life After the Military. RethinkingHeroes.com.